Welcome to the 17th episode of Breaking Down Barriers, a podcast for entrepreneurship community practitioners. This podcast is a production of Startup Space, an entrepreneurship community building platform. I'm your host, David Panraj. Today is a special episode. We're at the end of season one, and we are going to be talking to the Startup Space team today to learn about their inspiration for entrepreneurship and how they have seen barriers to entry broken down for small businesses in their community. And we will be talking to them about their own passion working at Startup Space. So with that, I'd like to welcome the team. Welcome, Michael. Tell us a little bit about why you are in entrepreneurship and some of the work you've been doing around entrepreneurship in your career. Thank you, David. Uh, my name is Michael Cohen. Uh, I am the CEO of Spectrum Small Business Services, LLC. I'm in Arizona. Um, I've been an entrepreneur probably because it's in, the blood, in my blood. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. And I think probably that's why I am as well. Um, I think I'm kind of typical in that I tried to take the other route. Uh, you know, I had an education in engineering, tried working for Fortune 500 companies, and it just, just doesn't work for me. Um, I always think that I have a better way of doing things, and I feel determined to do it that way. Welcome, Michael. Let me turn it over to Lauren. Lauren, tell us about your inspiration for entrepreneurship. Hi, David. Thanks. My name is Lauren Bernard, and currently I'm working as the training and onboarding specialist at Startup Space. And my inspiration for joining Startup Space, um, I honestly didn't know what Startup Space was when I started getting into it. But as I learned exactly what the company did, I learned uh, more about entrepreneurship than I ever knew. And I learned to love the community that Startup Space is a part of. Thank you. Over to Lily. Lily, you've spent your whole life supporting entrepreneurs. What is your inspiration? So I'm Lily Shaw. I'm the Director of Customer Experience with Startup Space. Uh, I think I've had a, a love relationship with entrepreneurship most of my life. My, my father was a, a contractor, but in Minnesota, where I live, uh, oftentimes contractors weren't called entrepreneurs. And so when I went to school to be an artist, uh, I was always interested in the business, but they never taught you business. And so I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't know I was. And I've always been um, inspired by people that make things happen. And so I'm a true believer in making your dreams come true and following your passion. And I wound up marrying an entrepreneur and I continue to, in my daily life, both with uh, startup space and then in my community, really support people that have ideas um, and want to make those ideas into something. So I just really believe in following your dream. Thank you. Mackenzie, your parents have been rural entrepreneurs, so I think that must have come naturally, but why are you in entrepreneurship today and what is your inspiration? Hi, David. Thank you. Um, my name is Mackenzie dial Fletcher. I am currently the director of product for Startup Space. Uh, for me, it's been a very interesting journey recognizing that my parents are entrepreneurs. Uh, I uh, now call them the ultimate entrepreneurs uh, with what they do. My parents are farmers. Um, believe it or not, it actually came from my mom's side of the family. So my uh, maternal grandfather was a farmer. Um, his father before him was a farmer and his father before him uh, was a farmer. And growing up in that atmosphere, there's not a lot of time to talk about entrepreneurship. Um, it's all about the work that needs to be done. 
unfortunately, that means missing important events that are happening, um, being at the mercy of, you know, weather patterns and, and marketing and whatever, whatever's going on in agriculture at the time. But what I've really gained from being a part of Startup Space and, and seeing the entrepreneurs we're working with and then recognizing the ways that my parents are also entrepreneurs is that ability to innovate and to think quickly and to change when things don't work. And uh, being a part of, of those kinds of situations and seeing how both the people we work with and of course now my parents, which are very much real entrepreneurs, um, what they're doing, it's just a neat, anything to be able to, to experience that and be involved in, in what it takes to make those kinds of things happen. Thank you. Brittany, you're the newest person on the team. Tell us about your inspiration for entrepreneurship. Hi, David. Yeah, my name is Bernie Cleal. I would have to say I really didn't know what entrepreneurship was until I came into startup space. So I kind of have that advantage, really being able to take a step back and seeing everyone's um, opinions and, and, and movements. Um, so it's kind of allowed me within that to realize which aspects of my life in the past have been entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial-ish. And um, you know, and I, I'm really new to this movement, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I really am looking forward to making a difference and feeling like I'm actually making a difference. It's a it's a very measurable thing. It's easy to see with Start Space. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just excited and I'm here for the journey and hope hope I can do what you know, I hope I can do what every one of you guys do every day. Awesome. All right, Trinity. What attracted you to Startup Space and what made you stick around? Hi, David. Thank you. Uh, my name is Trinity Eck and I am the product design intern at Startup Space. And what actually attracted me to Startup Space was Lauren. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, with COVID and everything, I kind of needed a job. Um, and honestly, I didn't know much about Startup Space coming in. But what has kept me here this long uh, is being able to see the impact of the work that we're doing in real time. It's really powerful to be able to, you know, uh, be in team meetings and talk about clients and see what's happening in different communities all over the country um, and across the seas too. So uh, that's been really powerful. And what's really inspiring me um, or what's really inspirational to me about entrepreneurs is that they really get a lot done. Uh, being your own boss is not easy. And yeah, I just want to be able to help and support people uh, make their dreams come true and be their own boss. Welcome. Jeremy, you've been an entrepreneur your whole life. You've coached and mentored entrepreneurs. You've had your own startup. Tell us about your inspiration for why you're in entrepreneurship. Yeah, thank you, David. Uh, my name is Jeremy Barris. I'm the director of business development for Startup Space. Um, what you may not know is actually my startup journey started when I was six years old. Uh, but this is back in 1994. Um, I was selling VHS cassette tapes in my neighborhood just to neighbors and friends and families. And, and I think at that moment, um, I realized just how powerful, powerful and, and invigorating being an entrepreneur is, but also the opportunity to, to create your own destiny. That's something that that uh, that's not an environment where I thrive. That's what I crave. And 
having been so fortunate to not only have two parents that have been entrepreneurs for 20 years, but then have been uh, around certainly with my own startup, working with entrepreneurs uh, across the Midwest, working in corporate settings, but uh, for corporations that really encourage, encourage an entrepreneurial mindset, um, it allowed me to really hone in on what ins inspired me and what motivates me, which is you know really that entrepreneurial uh, type thinking that I'm so fortunate to be able to, to, to utilize every single day in this role. Awesome. Evan, so you're based in Detroit, where we're doing a lot of work supporting entrepreneurship, and you've worked for another entrepreneurship support organization in a previous role. You've, uh, you've also gone to school to learn about analytics and data management. Tell us about your inspiration for entrepreneurship and how some of your experiences have shaped uh, your work at Startup Space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Evan Adams. I'm the Associate Director of Customer Experience. Um, I sort of ended up in entrepreneurship. I, like like David said, I was uh, I was finishing my my grad school in public policy, and I had always had an interest in economics, and I'd always had a passion and, and a lot of energy that I wanted to put towards that, and particularly in ameliorating wealth gaps in the United States. Um, but I never knew where to put all that knowledge and energy and passion. So I ended up working as a capital programs manager underwriting loans for, like you mentioned, a uh, Detroit nonprofit called Build Institute. And so uh, entrepreneurship became a perfect place for me to plug, you know, all of that energy into. But before that, much like Lauren, um, and I think Trinity, I didn't, I wasn't particularly inclined towards entrepreneurship. However, watching, which, which I know we'll talk about this later, watching how my work benefited these people and watching the difference that it made in their lives and in their businesses um, made me very happy to be able to just input that all into entrepreneurship. And, and Jeremy, before I, I have a story too, I was also a child entrepreneur. Um, I used to take a big bag of candy and put it next to the, the fence and it recess and go and sell it to all the kids and get detention afterwards. So I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, we wanna hear that story later. Uh, I'll turn to Suba. So by you get to see the guts of the business supporting our technology platform, what is your inspiration for the work that we do supporting entrepreneurs? Hi, David. Um, thank you for having me in this podcast. And uh, it's great to be in the status space team. Um, for me, um, you know, um, you know, as you know, I'm the uh, I'm leading the uh, onshore development team task right now. You know, my father always used to uh, quote this saying, make a difference in earth uh, that would make um, you know, a difference in other people's lives. I think that motivated me uh, to join to start a space. Both of my uh, parents are uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, they started a company uh, from ground zero. The difficulties and um, you know, the um, inconvenience or uh, the financial circumstances they faced, um, you know, that motivates and that's an inspiring aspect for me to work for uh, a company that motivates the other entrepreneurs. Thank you, Suba. So now you get to see the startup space team and uh, we're gonna shift topic a little bit, uh, shift topics a little bit and talk about breaking down barriers, which is the theme of this podcast. I'll start with you, Jeremy. Give me some examples of how you've seen people effectively break down barriers, make entrepreneurship more inclusive for the people in your community and how that has kind of shaped the work you're doing? 
Yeah, thanks, David. That's a that's a great question. Um, a lot of you have you know either heard me or seen me write about kind of entrepreneurship, especially here in the Midwest. Um, what loves, what I love most just generally about entrepreneurship is that there's no prerequisite that you need to be an entrepreneur, right? You don't need to ha have a certain type of education, come from a certain area of the country. The entrepreneurs have no zip code, right? They're everywhere. They're in our neighborhoods. They're ne our next door neighbors. Uh, entrepreneurs are everyone from, you know, those who have shops on Etsy all the way up, of course, to small businesses, uh, large businesses, uh, uh, tech companies, et cetera. So I think given the, the work that I've been so fortunate to do here in the Midwest, you know, there's been such an emphasis lately, at least in the Chicago area, um, on a couple of things. One is on um, uh, further furthering opportunities for di diverse founders and leveling the playing field from an equity standpoint uh, for entrepreneurs. But secondly, also expanding the reach of the current assets within, within the Chicago community. There's some great entrepreneur support organizations, uh, 1871, MHUB, Matter, and so many other great groups here in Chicago. Um, but for the most part, they're confined to a certain segment of the city. And, and I think one thing that you're seeing our governor do, Governor Pritzker, Mayor Lightfoot, who's the mayor of Chicago, um, and, and so many other influential community leaders across the state, uh, is to realize that um, there's tremendous room for growth from a support perspective for entrepreneurs. So you're seeing co-working spaces pop up in, in various pockets of the city. David and I, David, you and I had a conversation with Individuals, individuals in Peoria, Illinois, uh, about a month ago, who are really catalyzing growth within that city, creating incubators, working with local uh, uh, high-level corporations uh, in Peoria to uh, open up doors for entrepreneurs, both internally, so entrepreneurship, as well as community members. Uh, you're seeing local colleges and, and universities participate in, in community building and ecosystem building. So I think it's starting to manifest itself. And I think part of that is from COVID where you're, you're seeing so many changes uh, just in general, but it's really cool and really inspiring to see what's happening here in Illinois across the state. Yeah, um, so I'm located, I'll, I'll reiterate, in, in Minnesota and I'm in St. Paul, so St. Paul, Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, of course, the uh, the incident with George Floyd has certainly affected our community immensely. And um, I think that there's some really um, amazing things that I've seen happening with entrepreneurship over the past couple of years, some real um, self-awareness, some real... Um, accountability occurring. Um, a lot of that is um, with Forge North uh, and some of the work that they're doing. And I know Meg was on this uh, podcast earlier. And uh, so I meet every Wednesday with an ESO group of um, mostly women. I have a huge inspiration for women entrepreneurs, but there's a, just a lot of women that are pushing some of these conversations to the forefront. Um, and and in these uh, conversations, uh, what I'm really appreciating is the, the conversations about actionable steps that they're going to take uh, in terms of bringing equity uh, to entrepreneurship in the state of Minnesota. And just uh, how do we hold people that are going to make promises from funding to uh, diversifying their boards and really creating actionable steps where we can where we know whether they did it or not. It's one thing to say it, and it's another thing to do it. And so I think that there's really some fascinating and powerful movements happening. I know you had Elaine Rasmussen on here as well. She's in my community really doing uh, fantastic work around the equity, around funding, uh, really a lot of policy work as well, because you got to get down to the, the nitty gritty of it, right? And so I'm, I'm really inspired every day by, um, by things such as Lunar Startups um, with their uh, really having a 
an, uh, an accelerator that is dedicated to, to women and people of color. Um, you know, I'm inspired by the Coven, uh, which is an all-women co-working space, and their decisions to empower women uh, and non-binary individuals. Uh, you know, I've been uh, able to be able to host uh, a, a conversation with women over a 10-week period of time, you know, associated with the co-starter programming, uh, but it's really about the people in my community and these powerful conversations. We recently got to uh, graduate um, 10 women entrepreneurs. And the thing that was I found so different about this group, and I think it's really in reflection to what happened recently, not only with COVID, but also with George Floyd, is the social impact around it, the, the equity uh, pivoting that they're doing. So these were existing businesses, and they're really choosing to pivot an aspect of their business about through that equity lens. And I think that that's so fascinating to be able to support a group of women entrepreneurs um, coming together in this really vulnerable state to, to, add, to ask the questions on how they can make a difference. So I, I just am so inspired by being able to work not with, only with the people that are making the change uh, in terms of entrepreneurship, but actually with those entrepreneurs that are then doing it within the community. So it's, um, it's a really powerful thing to be involved with. And then as you know, being involved with startup space to then see it on a national lens as well. And to hear all these different conversations, it, uh, it makes for a, an interesting day every day. <laughs> the great thing about entrepreneurship is that it can be the great equalizer. So we all, unfortunately, 99% of us, we don't have the benefit of being part of the, you know, University of Princeton Alumni Association with all these, you know, great connections to be the CEO of a company. Uh, most, the vast majority of small business owners don't have a business degree. They certainly don't have an MBA. So, so they, but they have the opportunity because the information is out there and the resources are there as well. But it's so hard to find the resources if you don't know exactly where to look for them. And to me, that's the inspiration for me that makes startup space so helpful because this is a systematic networking application, if you will, that allows everyone to, it doesn't matter where you come into the system at, you have the opportunity to, to, uh, to be a part of that ecosystem and have access to all kinds of resources and mentors and capital. And, um, and that's what's so desperately needed because the average entrepreneur, it's a pretty lonely life. You're kind of out there on your own doing the best you can. And you've just got to be able to connect to get to those resources that are gonna make you and your business better. I also feel like Startup Space is a really good way to be able to make that difference to kind of add on to what Michael said. Um, you know, I really didn't know how to make a difference or, or where to begin to, in my own daily life, um, to help anybody that I can. And um, Startup Space kind of, fortunately for me, um, you know, was that was that outlet, was that way where I feel like I can truly make a difference and, and help people. And so, you know, this entrepreneurship world, it's just, it just keeps getting better and better with the more information that I learn. Yeah, that's a really great point, Brittany. I, that you reminded me of something, uh, both in, in this job now at Startup Space and at Build Institute, um, especially early on, time and time again, people would 
people would be effusive. I mean, so entrepreneurs specifically would be just effusive and so grateful for the work that I was doing to the point where I was sort of sitting there like, I'm just, just doing my job. Well, I don't know what, I didn't say that, but because they were just grateful because I think Michael, what you're saying is they were so grateful to have access to resources or access to support or access to technical assistance that, that they didn't otherwise have. And that I didn't otherwise realize wasn't there until I started working in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And that's specifically in Detroit. We do a lot of work in rural America with our clients. And we know that there is such a huge gap or, barrier to starting businesses in rural America. What are some barriers that you've seen, Mackenzie, in your work with startup space for two and a half years that you are like, wow, this is something that we should replicate uh, because we've seen it work in a rural community? Or are there other questions that you have around what should we be doing with rural entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, the biggest things that I've encountered growing up, both in rural America and then choosing after living um, in a more suburban urban area for a few years and, and deciding to come back to rural America. Um, there are some unique challenges that, and I know you mentioned things like broadband. I, it took us about six months to find a reliable internet service prior to moving where we live now. Um, and with that, it's still 20 Mbps, so it's nothing to write home about, but it does the job. And I give, um, give them kudos for, for keeping us online so we can do our jobs. Um, but, you know, there are a few things. I know one thing we talk about a lot is that generational poverty and breaking uh, generational poverty. And I think entrepreneurship does that as a whole and gives people that opportunity. But I think in rural entrepreneurship, it's, it's a unique position there because uh, of the other things that come along with that. So, of course, you have um, a lack of access to connectivity. That's a big problem. Um, you have a lack of access to funding. Um, that's another big problem. And I also think that one thing that maybe goes under the radar a little bit is you also have a lack of access to mental care and education. Um, so mental health support, and I, I don't know how, um, you know, how, how we're looking, you know, during and post COVID, but I know previously there were a lot of staggering statistics that people in rural America, specifically business owners, were more likely to commit suicide than other business owners. Um, and, and people in agriculture are, are among the highest in that. And there's definitely something to be said about a lack of, of mental health support for entrepreneurs there. And so that's definitely an area for opportunity. Um, in addition to that, talking about education, I think that you know, there um, in a lot of these towns, there's one high school. Um, you know, there's one you go through one one elementary school, one high school. There's not an option there, and the teachers there do the best they can with the resources they've been given. But the resources they've been given aren't enough, and um, a lot of times that leads to a lot of decisions that happen later on when you're a high school student. You know, where am I going to go? I can't afford to go to college. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really know what skill sets I have. And so for a lot of those students, I know people that I went to high school with, people who are younger than me, people who are older than me, a natural progression after high school was, how can I take the vocational trades that I've learned, because we do have access in rural America, more often than not to vocational trades, how do I take that and turn that into a business? And so you don't only see that in agriculture, but also in other fields, such as um, I know people who have started their own welding um, companies, people who have started their own tree trimming, you know, business, logging businesses, things like that, that really touch on 
you know, I don't have that, like Michael said, I don't have that business degree. I don't have that access. I, I can't afford to go four years to school, but what I do know how to do is work really good with my hands or, you know, work with my hands and use my brain with the, with the skills that I do know, and then take that and make a tangible business that then supports the community again. Um, I know I talked about in uh, the blog post I wrote recently for Startup Space uh, about how my parents as farmers utilize so many other small businesses for fuel delivery, for vehicle maintenance and repair, uh, you know, all of these different things that go into agriculture, the people that they're supporting are other small businesses. And I think it's important to note that, um, you know, the small businesses in rural communities might not look like the small businesses you see in urban areas, uh, but but they're still doing really important work. And, and you know, the things that they are doing, um, they are breaking that generational poverty because they're saying, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to create opportunity for myself and for my family, regardless of, you know, all of the things that I, I might or might not recognize that I lack, right? Um, they might not know that they have a lack of access to a lot of those things, but I think with startup space, being able to provide, uh, you know, those resources to show them, hey, there are um, there are funding sources that you can tap into. There are resources that you can tap into. Um, giving them that visibility is a really good first step in figuring out how to provide that kind of support to people who might otherwise say, you know, oh, that's something that's not for me. I was just going to say, um, after what listening to what Mackenzie said, one thing that I love even just about this startup space team in general is all of the different perspectives that I get to see in this job. Um, I'm kind of the opposite of Mackenzie, living in a suburban area where I had easy access to education. And I think that's one of my favorite things about startup space is that in that position, I didn't necessarily think about these barriers that people have, whether it's to entry in entrepreneurship or otherwise um, in any field, in any job. But I think that one of my favorite things in the time that I've been with Startup Space is not only um, talking with clients and learning about their different communities and everything they're doing, but also just listening to this podcast, um, like you said, David, this is our 17th and final episode of the season. So we had 16, actually 17 people come and tell us their stories before this, since we had a double up episode. Um, and just hearing all of the different amazing stories of how people have impacted their communities and helped to break down those barriers is one of my favorite things that I have gained from this job. I just want to uh, add that, uh, you know, I see Startup Space as a bridging platform that connects people to opportunities, resources, support that they need uh, that not only help them to grow, but also help the community grow. So I think that's a, that has a strong influence around the, you know, economic impact of the world. And I wish Startup Space extends to, you know, other part of the world as well to make a difference in, uh, in the world. Absolutely. So I will just quickly give you a soundbite on uh, why I started uh, on this journey. And I think you might've heard this story a few times uh, in other forums, but the first business I started was extremely hard. And I was even more enterprising then than I am now. It might seem hard to believe that, but I used to actually pound the pavement uh, in Clearwater Beach, walking store to store with a handbag slung around my shoulders, selling my wares to individual shop owners and you know, sell 25 bags here, 15 bags there. 
Uh, and it was uh, a thrill. And I felt like I was making a difference, but I couldn't scale that business no matter how much I hustled, no matter how many different ideas I came up with. It was so hard to break that barrier to being successful as an entrepreneur. And statistics show that most businesses don't go beyond the three-year mark. That starting a business is one of the hardest things you can do. And that was the inspiration to start this business was to cut, to give people those resources and give them that maybe that extra 5% of a chance by making it simpler to start businesses in the communities in which we operate. And we have ourselves been so lucky through, through this, throughout this pandemic that we've been able to survive and grow as a business. You know, sometimes we don't stop to pause about how lucky we all are to be on this call today, uh, talking about our, our passion. Startup Space has definitely been one of those companies that have uh, seen a silver lining in a very dark time in our history uh, as human beings. And so we are very fortunate about that. However, the work is just getting started in what the recovery looks like. Earlier today, Michael was talking about the statistics that is being seen across the country around the support networks in what the recovery is gonna look like for economic development where entrepreneurship is gonna be front and center. And I believe that startup space was made for a time like this. There is never going to be a more pivotal time for a small business that can help other small businesses start and grow. So my last question to you all as we wrap up this season is what do you see through your work with startup space that can help these small businesses? Have you seen the work uh, around breaking down barriers or to helping small business starts? Yeah, the answer is, of course, yes. So uh, for those of you who don't know, a big part of my job and Lily's job is working with clients and creating access to the platform in communities. So I work in Detroit. And so one of the organizations that is a part of that Detroit hub, the NEI hub, is called OBA, Osborne Business Association. And so I went and presented on Startup Space to these to their community of entrepreneurs who had never heard of Startup Space and were having a really hard time finding funding, right? So that was in, I don't know, what was that, David? October, something like that. Yep. And um, and since then, I actually got a call from Paul who leads the organization this week. And he said that uh, at least like 10 or 12 of their entrepreneurs have applied for uh, substantial loans and, are, and they're looking really good. The prospects look good for them. So without startup space and without that introduction, without those connections, that wouldn't have been something that they would have had as easy of access to or had known about. I would say within my work, I do a lot. I have done a lot of content building. And with that, it's given me the opportunity. There are other like-minded individuals out there. And we are all working together for this common goal. And so, um, you know, it's really cool to kind of see everything come together in one spot. And the example of that, the event calendar for everyone. So it really shows the diversity in what we do and who we can reach. I, you know, I'm going to jump off of some of the stuff that Evan said, you know, um, being able to support clients on a daily basis and help them create capacity to take on more, uh, more clients or support more entrepreneurs to, to give them um, uh, features that actually allow them to connect entrepreneurs to each other too, right? So 
Um, what I think that's really awesome about startup space is not only is it a tool for our clients to be able to manage their capacity to grow, um, to be able to organize either programmatically or um, or uh, their data to collect the data they need, but there's also this forward-facing ability to connect entrepreneurs whenever they need it, right? And and we use this on the word entrepreneur, but I also think it's so important the fact that we're called startup space, right? So we are giving the opportunity for anyone to start up, those that might not identify themselves as an entrepreneur. So we we offer this doorway for discovery for anybody who, and I'll go back to what I said before, has a dream, right? It really is about that. And I what so many of our clients have also said is their excitement about the biz wizard, right? So this, this ability for, for an entrepreneur to be able to go in and ask themselves these really specific questions to get themselves to, to validate their idea, to, to validate their next step after their idea, right? To prepare themselves for success, to build up a really strong scaffolding underneath themselves so there's less failure and there's more success to really build a foundation underneath them. And so I'm always excited to, to help uh, through our tools and our features, help our clients build that capacity to help anyone who identifies themselves as an entrepreneur, small business owner, contractor, whatever it is, make it to that next step. David, you know, we, we talked a lot about COVID and how it's affected the business community. And one of the things that really has concerned me very much that we still have the opportunity to fix is all of the money that went to small businesses through idle loans, idle advances, and the payroll protection program. And it, it makes me sick to think about all the small businesses that could have gotten that funding that didn't, either because they didn't know about it, they didn't know how to get it, or they were um, intimidated by the process of going to get it. So the challenge that we have now, especially with new funding having been just now um, approved through the federal government is making sure that the businesses that didn't get the money the first time around are gonna get it this time. And startup space is gonna be critical to assisting in that process because that networking has got to be better so that these entrepreneurs see the path to get the money that they deserve to get just like everyone else. You know, for, from my perspective, um, you know, it, it, hearing everybody talk, it's been super uh, valuable to me. I think the role that we play in all this is when you, you know, David, you mentioned earlier sort of the success rates of, of startups and entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of that's due to support system. And, and we get to be that support system for entrepreneurs. We get to live at the intersection of those that are doing and those that are supporting the work that's being done in these communities and, and being able to um, have a front row seat to these these businesses uh, growing to these communities and these regions and these ecosystems uh, scaling and, and evolving. I, I think for me, that's that's a great role to play. That's a, that's a great opportunity to, to have, especially as more businesses are going to be launched next year, especially as we come out of the, the pandemic, is, is to really provide tremendous value on both sides. 
Yeah, and just backtracking a little bit to kind of what Lily and especially Brittany was talking about. So when I first started here, um, I was doing a lot of data entry, building events, building resources. And what Startup Space really opened my mind to is just how many resources are truly out there for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, funding, like Michael was mentioning earlier, um, and other resources that people have touched on, such as, you know, mentors and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I am not um, a stranger to entrepreneurship. I actually tried to start a business when I was in high school. Um, I did a lot of research on how to start an Etsy business. I really wanted to sell like handmade journals and stuff, um, but I could never get over the hump of actually starting, right? Uh, it was really funny. My dad actually invested like a hundred, two hundred dollars into like buying all the supplies. I had a bunch of product made, um, but I just didn't know how to ship things. I didn't know how to start a business. And what Startup Space has shown me is that there are more resources out there to um, kind of help people start and restart businesses. And uh, what's great about our platform is that it is that all-in-one toolkit to help people do that. I just have to say, personally, I was a recipient of one of those journals. I'm sad that that business just didn't start up. That might become our personal mission as a team is to help Trinity start back her business using the resources on startup space. And as a thank you, we can all get a, a journal. So if we're gonna talk about handmade projects, David. I think I still need a bag <laughs> from your original entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial journey. I still need one of those handbags. <laughs> yes, yes. So I will kind of wrap up the session with asking for some uh, final closing words. Suba, first to you, uh, you know, have you seen through the work that startups is, startup space is doing, which you get to intimately see every day uh, from helping keep the system stable and up and running? Uh, have you seen how it's kind of helping entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think definitely uh, it, it did. Um, I mean, although I do not interact with clients on a daily basis, the work we do and, and the request, uh, you know, I, I get uh, from, um, you know, you or McKinsey, I think I can see that volume of um, you know people that has been helped by this platform um, is uh, you know really uh, helping the community around the um, you know world. So it's just um, you know it's amazing that uh, you know what difference that startup space is making um, on a daily basis, and um, you know we want this to extend um, around the globe. Yeah, and so I'll give the last word to Mackenzie, who's been the longest in the company, to share of all of the work we've done in the last two and a half years, why does this matter? Yeah, David, I don't know if I'm, um, you know, I don't know if I'm the, the best person to speak on that, but um, I, you know, and seeing how startup space has evolved and the, the challenges we've overcome as a business uh, to figure out what we needed to do next, keeping that, that core kind of central belief in mind that regardless of what we're doing at the end of the day, our goal is, you know, is, is simple in, in speech, not so much simple in action, but you know, helping and supporting small businesses. Um, one of my favorite things to do on the platform is spend five minutes every couple of weeks going into Connect Now and seeing the different things that uh, people are talking about. And a couple of weeks ago, I noticed someone had uh, gotten on there and posted, thank you so much. Uh, because of this app, I was able to secure $1,000 in funding for my small business. Um, I'm so appreciative. And, you know, it, it took me, I stopped and I think I might've been on a call maybe with you, Jeremy, um, when I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and had to stop for a second and think about that. 
And we've seen other instances of things where entrepreneurs have found, you know, emotional support for each other, right? They're going through a rough patch. They've been able to connect with other people and figure out how to, uh, you know, how to handle those times. Um, I think back to, you know, even little McKenzie thinking about how having something like this that, you know, my family could have accessed. I, my, my grandpa put in so many hours of work um, as a farmer, literally to the point where, you know, we would drive out in the dark to see the combine with the lights on. It would be 2 a.m. And, you know, he would be he, there. He would be just driving down his rows. It was like nothing else mattered, right? Getting that crop out. Um, but there were things that he, you know, he had to learn, right? That if he would have had access to other people that could have helped him, um, you know, things might have been a little bit easier. And so I just, I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from being with Startup Space over the last two and a half years is that, and I think Lily put it well, is helping people, you know, get their ideas off the ground. There's nothing better than, than an idea, right? An idea is how everything we have today um, has kind of taken form and been shaped. And I'm really thankful to be a part of, of a company that, that wants to help people with those ideas. But I also think that, um, you know, because entrepreneurship is so much bigger than us and so much bigger than startup space, it's such a, you know, as we've been talking, it's a just cause, right? There's so many people who could benefit from not only what we do, but from what our clients do to support entrepreneurs. And I um, am thankful every single day that we are positioned in a place to be able to have a first row seat to see what that looks like and to watch people take those ideas and, and turn them into those businesses that truly do break down barriers. Thank you, Mackenzie. And thank you all for being on the podcast today. This wraps up season one. Hopefully we'll do this again at the end of season two and have you all back to share more of your stories. A special thank you to Lauren Bernard for producing the show and to Mackenzie Dal Pritcher for being the creative director for this show. You all do a lot of work to get this from the recording to a live podcast that might be lost on our audience sometimes, but I do know it takes countless hours to edit and get this to a point where it's uh, actually enjoyable uh, in an audio format. So thank you both. Uh, and thank you to the team for a wonderful year and to our audience for listening and contributing and sending us notes back on the impact that this podcast is making. Thank you. listening to the final episode of the first season of Breaking Down Barriers. Special thanks to the full Startup Space team for joining us. Cover art by show manager and creative director Mackenzie dial Edited and produced by Lauren Bernard. If you'd like to suggest interviewees, new topics, or just want to reach out, please email us at podcast at startupspace.app. All Breaking Down Barriers episodes are available on our website or wherever you find your podcasts. Please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe for all the latest updates.